This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of March 1st. In this episode, I'll discuss six MMWR COVID-19 reports. The first one describes recommendations from the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices for Johnson & Johnson's Janssen COVID-19 vaccine. Two reports detail how two new variants of SARS-CoV-2 were discovered in the United States. The fourth report underscores how proper resources and infection control measures can keep infection rates low among healthcare personnel. Another report found that the actual number of children in Mississippi with COVID-19 might have been much higher than the number of cases reported. The last report describes changes in rates of COVID-19 cases and deaths in counties with statewide mask mandates and counties where states allowed on-site dining at restaurants. On February 27, 2021, the Food and Drug Administration issued an emergency use authorization for the Janssen COVID-19 vaccine. On February 28, after a transparent, evidence-based review of all available data, the ACIP issued an interim recommendation for use of the Janssen COVID-19 vaccine in persons aged 18 years and older for the prevention of COVID-19. The new vaccine requires just a single dose and has high efficacy against COVID-19-associated hospitalization and death. People can receive any ACIP-recommended COVID-19 vaccine and are encouraged to receive the earliest vaccine available to them. Getting vaccinated is critical to controlling the pandemic. The next two reports demonstrate how travel might bring new variants of SARS-CoV-2 to new communities. Viruses constantly change through mutation and new variants are expected to occur over time. Multiple variants of SARS-CoV-2 have been documented in the United States and globally during this pandemic. Through public health surveillance, including genomic sequencing, scientists can identify and observe new variants. Some new variants spread more easily than others and could lead to increases in infections and hospitalizations. I will discuss two of them. On January 25, 2021, the Minnesota Department of Health identified a case of the P1 variant, which initially began circulating in Brazil. Through case investigation, a second P1 case was identified in a household contact. CDC was notified of potential travel-associated exposures on an international flight and domestic flight to Minnesota. One patient was hospitalized, and risk assessments were conducted for 111 healthcare personnel. No high-risk exposures were identified, and healthcare personnel were offered testing. 42 additional people in Minnesota who might have had close contact with the patients were notified and offered testing. All received negative test results. On January 10, 2021, 
CDC notified the Texas Department of State Health Services of a B117 variant case in Texas. This variant was first identified in the UK. The health department investigated the case and found that the patient had visited the UK where he was exposed to a relative with COVID-19 symptoms. Before returning to the US, the patient received a negative antigen test on December 28, 2020, but began showing symptoms the next day. The patient reported a runny nose during the pre-travel airport interview, but was cleared to fly. The patient received a positive PCR test on January 4, 2021, after arriving in the United States. Properly timed testing both before and after travel, self-monitoring for symptoms, self-quarantining after travel, use of a well-fitted mask, washing hands often, and staying six feet apart from others are critical elements of a travel management strategy. People should not travel if they are experiencing COVID-19 symptoms, have had close contact with a person with suspected or confirmed COVID-19, have received a positive test result and not completed isolation, or have a pending viral test result. Identification in the U.S. of these variants that spread more easily underscores the importance of community prevention strategies to slow the spread of COVID-19. As variants continue to spread throughout the U.S., it remains important to ensure effective measures are in place to protect healthcare personnel from COVID-19. As described in a new report, during March 2020, the U.S. Army deployed personnel to the Javits New York Medical Station in New York City to provide care to COVID-19 patients. A multidisciplinary team of infection control specialists designed and implemented infection control procedures to protect healthcare personnel. Army personnel followed these procedures and remained largely isolated from the surrounding community while in New York. During April, approximately 1,100 COVID-19 patients were transferred from New York City area hospitals to the Javits Medical Station. Military personnel caring for COVID-19 patients had low rates of infection. These findings underscore the importance of adequate personal protective equipment and rigorous infection control plans for the protection of healthcare personnel especially in a field hospital that lacks the standard physical barriers and infrastructure of a traditional healthcare setting. During July to August 2020, Mississippi experienced a rapid rise in COVID-19 cases. CDC partnered with the University of Mississippi Medical Center to investigate how many children younger than 18 years were likely infected with SARS-CoV-2. Investigators tested blood samples that had previously been collected from children for routine laboratory tests. Researchers estimated that as many as one in six children in Mississippi might have been infected by mid-September, more than 10 times higher than the number of reported COVID-19 cases in this age group. Studies like this can help estimate the number of young people who've been infected during the pandemic. 
wearing a well-fitting mask, staying at least six feet from others who don't live with you, and avoiding crowds remain three important ways to protect yourself and slow the spread of COVID-19. The last MMWR report builds on recent studies demonstrating the effectiveness of mask requirements on slowing spread of COVID-19 cases and deaths. Findings from the report suggest that universal and proper mask use can reduce the spread of COVID-19, contributing to decreases in case and death rates following the implementation of mask mandates. In-person dining in restaurants can make it difficult to maintain physical distancing and for patrons to wear masks consistently, resulting in close interactions between people not wearing masks. Reducing non-essential shared spaces, such as restaurants, can help reduce spread of COVID-19. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.